And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. Welcome to Fastened Like Nails. I'm Mark Hamby, and in the studio for part two, I have Molly Mayo. And Dr. Lestera. I thought this was part hello, three. Hello. No, this is part two. <laughs> we botched part one. Oh, we did. Okay. Yeah, we're, we redid part one. Okay, so you left off um, in part one talking about three responsibilities. And let's just bring our folks up to speed here. So if they didn't catch part one, you need to go back and listen to it. But just to give you a little bit of a glimpse of it, we talked about the waterfall and the um, the trees with lateral branches. Yeah, yep. And we talked about, the, but the stream, the waterfall, oh. and the swamp. That's what yeah. it was. And uh, we talked about how you know the the stream, you know, the waterfall has banks to hold it in, in within its boundaries. We talked about it give, uh, receiving from an upper source, giving to a lower source, and then the swamp stagnant takes from nothing and gives to nothing, and it's just stagnant. Those are amazing, powerful, eternal principles. We talked about the lateral branches, people that become more social, more dependent upon social life. They don't have the strength when bad, when difficult things happen. They've not stretched out toward the light like a tree does mm-hmm. with its vertical branches. branches and they, um, they're the strongest, but the ones that are more horizontal, um, when the heaviness, the weight comes upon them, they're more likely to break. Okay, so within that idea of breaking, we're going we're gonna to talk about this in a little bit. We'll let you do the three like you to do the three responsibilities first, but then you just mentioned something to me before we went on the air about mm-hmm. what happens when people are in that breaking stage. And you want to talk talk about that first? Yeah, the, the title of this course was Design, Discovery, and Destiny. And none of us know our destiny. We're always wondering, what is my purpose in mm-hmm. life? What is my destiny? And yet God creates, and then he puts man on. He said, now here's your duty. And he says to take care of these things. And of course, we come back to... Proverbs 27, where it talks about knowing well the condition of our flocks, paying attention to our herds. Three primary imperatives. No. No. Know well. Pay attention. attention. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) And like a parent might say. But when we find and look in the lives of many people in the scriptures, but particularly Peter, where he denied Christ three times, he waits for the third time when he comes back without having mentioned anything about this. And then he brings three questions forward Mm. and he nails his hide to the wall and he basically says, Peter, I don't care how you feel. Do the job. Manage, tend the flock. Care for the sheep because in your duty, you will overcome all of your desperate, discouraging history. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I never thought of that with Peter. Um, So Peter, he, you know, he failed. He did something that most of us hardscape he ripped a hole right through his heart if peter had succeeded without denying him he would have thought peter was a pretty cool guy mm. i'll never leave you right right and yet peter had cowardice and self full mm. of his life and jesus mm. knew it and knew he had to had do some hardscape and then he was far more compassionate in how he presented the message of christ god mm. had to bring to the surface the areas of his life that were the weakest but he had been hiding it in his own strength he was self-deceived he mm-hmm. was a good guy <clears throat> Hmm. After that, all, he was the local <laughs> town construction guy that had become the premier priest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so so this is interesting because Jesus comes back after he, you know, rises from the from the dead. He comes and he sees Peter. And Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. 
And then well, Peter, he waits for the third time. He never mentions it. You know, it's kind of like when you've been out after curfew with your parents and they don't mention it in the morning. Mm. So you think they didn't know it. <laughs> and then you go on. You come back from school the next day and you think you got away from it. And then suddenly dad says, son, I got to talk to you and you're a dead man. <laughs> oh, you just brought back so many past memories. <laughs> uh, I'm just relaxed and you're dead. <laughs> My dad used to say, son, I'm going to keep giving you a little bit more rope. A little bit more rope, a little bit more rope until you hang yourself. That's right. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Okay. Am I right? Is that am I re- am I thinking this about right? Where Peter says, "Peter, do you love me? Yeah. Fe- feed my lambs." Right. Peter, do you love me? Feed, or is it Peter? Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Yeah. Feed my sheep. Tend my lambs. Mm. Lambs, um, lambs, sheep. Yeah. Right? I okay. think it is. Yeah, you're a shepherd. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Molly, remember what it is. Uh, no. Is it lamb, lamb, sheep, or sheep, sheep, lamb? Or whatever it is, the most know. spiritual thing on any <laughs> farm is chores. Every morning, every night, every day, forever and ever. If you're a kid growing right. up on a mm. ranch, yep. you don't want to do chores. Mm-hmm. But that's the backbone of faithfulness. Okay, so regardless of how how difficult things might be, like for Peter, you know, if any of us three did mm-hmm. that to Jesus— I mean, I would think like I would never be able to be in ministry again. I'd never be able to speak on his mm. behalf again. I mean, who'd want to hear me? Everyone knew what I did. Mm. You know, it's interesting that it's recorded in the Bible for everyone to read. Yeah. You know? Well, take Paul. Like, he was a Christian killer, which is crazy. Yeah. But God used him so mightily. We were so, just talking about failures earlier today, just a few minutes ago. Remind me. <laughs> we were talking about how. There were different failures in our lives, but that you, you both were talking about how those failures created lessons that you never forgot mm. and how that can actually motivate you to success more than another success. Yeah, we couldn't do what we're doing without the trials that we had gone through. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing, difficult, you sure you'd never see it again, and yet God just used it as a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so people that are out there listening to this, maybe they're going through a broken time in their lives. Yes. Um, you talked about duty. Um, helping us to get to where we need to be with our destiny, especially during the broken times. Just kind of like summarize, what, what does that look like for a person? Well, we have several jurisdictions, and the first jurisdiction is our own person. You can't care for somebody else if you don't care for yourself. Mm. If you don't get out of bed, you're not going to feed the animals. But then it says to know well, and it says know well the condition. We always told them this morning that the most important thing about a driver is how well they hear. Why? Anything that runs, mechanical, farm machinery, hay machinery, mowers, nobody that's young listens to machinery. Machinery always warns you about a bearing, etc. Okay, stop for a second. We're living in a generation. It drives me crazy. (laughs) They've all got their headphones on, their ear plugs, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. What are they called? (laughs) Ear pods. Headphones. Headphones, all that stuff. And, and every time they're running the lawnmower, or they're running the weed eater, whatever whatever it is, yes, you got to have some protective gear yes. and all of that. Mm-hmm. But you still, even with that on, I'm always listening to the machinery, especially driving a tractor. You hear that pinging, and all of a sudden you're like, uh-oh, I yeah. better check that oil. Mm-hmm. The most important thing for an operator is they know the sound yep. of healthy. In that, And same with an animal. You know what healthy is. You know what plants are. Because most plants are dead before people know they're dead. Mm-hmm. They're starting to dehydrate. And you can remember, feeding a fat horse is always cheaper than feeding a skinny horse. Mm, interesting. 
What? Maintenance is always cheaper than repair. It's cheaper to put a quart of oil in as replace the engine. Uh, but most of us don't listen until we are up again it and we have to pay a higher price. Jennifer, are you listening to this about the <laughs> oil in the engine? Uh, <laughs> I don't know who's at fault. But, uh, okay, so that is really profound. Molly, you, you, you were thinking this idea of like feeding the fat horse is mm. less costly than feeding the thin horse? Yeah, yeah. Well, the thin horse, harder to get it fattened up. Once it's thin, it's mm-hmm. you got to go on this whole program of trying to bring this thing back to health. Mm. Listen, correcting a bad relationship is cheaper than starting a new one over. Mm. Helping a, a difficult marriage is cheaper than a divorce and a remarriage. Wow. This is profound. Okay. This is some really amazing stuff right now. So when we begin to tend and learn, because we learn, we make the commitment to marriage, and then we learn what it costs us later on. None of us could ever do well with it. We make Mm -hmm. the commitment to a child, Mm -hmm. and we have no idea. If we'd all know, we'd all run, (laughs) because it costs us more than we think. Mm -hmm. And our yeses always shape who we become. That's why I let our yay be yay. So we promise to do something. So while we care for the animals, we are the ones who are doing the learning. And it's if you've ever been around a kid that's grown up caring for something, he's far more able to make sound decisions and to be dependable than a kid that's never had any of that. But that's why he says you are going to find your destiny as you care for others. In fact, the two needs that you have in your life, security and significance, will be ministered to both for fame. A crown doesn't endure to all generations, but you get a crown. Uh, nor does um, things last forever. It'll care for your houses, but you have your own heart. Your own influence, your room starts that, your own bed, and then the people you influence. If you care for those things in that order, it'll open all the opportunities and you'll discover the will of God for your life. Okay, let's do a little summarizing here. See if I've got this. So, and those that are listening, this I think this is really crucial. So let's say someone's going through a broken time in their life, broken relationship, um, loss of focus, uh, lack of vision, mm. they are depressed, they don't know what they're going to do with their life, they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and they're like, my, my whole, I look back at my life and it doesn't mean it, there's no meaning to it. Let's say that people are in that position right now. And so what you're saying here is that when we're, when we're looking at life, we're going through this brokenness and we don't know our destiny, we don't know where we need to be going, what's ahead of us, you're saying, do the next thing, stay focused, be responsible with your duties. Get out of bed and do what's important. Do what's next. There's a great book about making your bed, isn't there? Just that's the first thing you do in yep, life. Yep. Make mm. your bed. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so they stay focused on their duty. And while they're staying focused on their duty, what takes place in their life? Well, here's a scary preface to that. There are three things about knowing. Number one is to not know. We all are ignorant about different things. So mm-hmm. we all not mm-hmm. know some things. Yes. And while we have to learn, then there's the issue of knowing. But the worst thing is to know and not do. To not do mm. is to not know. Mm. Many said they knew God, but they didn't do God. Do God. He said, I never knew you. Depart mm. from me. Mm. Mm. So the footfalls are important. Take action with what you know to be right now. Mm. Move. Keep moving. And as you move, you will discover. Okay, that's 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 good. That's profound. Okay. I wanna... Sometimes it means you have to go back and reconcile a relationship or repay something you stole mm. or apologize, but it's movement. Even if it seems like it's negative movement, mm. it's actually forward movement mm. in reverse. Mm. Like Onesimus went back and restored a relationship so he could go forward. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Um, 
Okay, I'm just trying to think of my own life right now. Well, when it comes to ownership and prosperity, there are three reasons why we don't prosper. Number one is negligence. Number two is judgment. And number three is pruning. That's the way God takes away in a life. Ah, there we go. Okay. And so negligence comes back to us that we have been uh, unprepared, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ill-equipped, irresponsible Mm -hmm. like the sloth. He Mm -hmm. lets things happen that shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And he owns things, but he kind of lets them deteriorate. Mm -hmm. Judgment means that you've hardened your heart and God is taking away from you for Mm. uh, punishment reasons. Mm. But the third is pruning. He's trying to prosper you for things that are greater in mind. Mm. Okay, that's cool. That's so true, too. It if is. We're not, if we're not being pruned, you know, that's what Jesus did with the vine. Unless, uh, unless the um, fruit abides in him, you know, unless the vine abides in him, it, it bears no fruit. It abides mm-hmm. alone. Um, but, if it, but if it's pruned, you know, and what he does is he takes that vine and he lifts it up off the ground so that it has more air under it. It has more mm-hmm. circulation. It's not, it's not exposed to more of the, the crawling insects Then it allows this thing to grow. And God lifts us up so that we can start growing. Then he, then he prunes us so that we can grow more. I've got apple trees that I've got to prune. Um, there, there's like hundreds of suckers they're, they grow straight up. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're taking life they're out of They're enthusiasm without fruit. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. They just don't, they're useless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're sucking the life yes. out of the, of the fruit that can be bored. You cut off all the suckers, first of all, and keep the plant low. And then you cut off anything that's binding, restricting, so mm-hmm. that it has the most air and light to get through to keep the molds from, from harvesting or limiting your fruit. So people that are, um, they, get, they get going on something... They see, they hear, they're enthusiastic about it, but then all of a sudden it just fades into the mm. distance. There's no real fruit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you get a person to, what does a person need to do when they've been focusing on, and I, I see this a lot in the church, they're focusing more on the enthusiasm, the the charismatic shot in the arm, you rather than the consistent you know, studying of the word, devotion, prayer, Spending time with God and, you know, spending doing the right things with confessing our faults one to another. Sure. Well, I, I just finished, before I came up here, 19 months of recovery of an ice storm in my place. Whoa. Mm. And it was that much. Of course, I wasn't doing it full time, but it was a lot of damage. Yeah. And I noticed in all those trees that none of them were uprooted. God takes away our reputation on occasion. Mm. He takes away our success in appearance to the others, our prosperity. Mm. But if we focus on character rather than reputation, mm. we will last the storm. If we focus on the root system, faithfulness, rather than being fantastic, we'll weather the storms. <laughs> mm. But we have a world that's all about surface tinsel. Mm. And so it will not weather any of the storms. It'll be uprooted. Wow, that is so good. Mm-hmm. Now, when we transfer, because you have to understand that when, when we have a tree branching system, it must be equal to the root system. If, it, if the top is heavier, we're what's, what we call spoiled people. Mm. A spoiled person who has more treasures than he has character. Mm. When he cannot be grateful, which is me, mm. I have far more blessing than I can ever thank God and have mm. the character for, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. When we give somebody too much affluence and they don't have the substance of character, it will destroy them. Mm-hmm. When we transplant a bush or a shrub, we cut it down to a third of its original size, hmm. which is harsh. Mm-hmm. But then it's able to put all the energy into making the change. We were talking about creative energies. Mm-hmm. When we're making those, we've got to pare back so we can put our best fo- forward mm-hmm. and make the most capital gains out of it. Well, um, 
What? I was just going to say, after he was done talking, I was thinking of the rose bush out over there by the church that we kept cutting it. And every time we did that, it kept like blooming flowers over and over again. It was mm. just crazy. And there were a bunch of different rose bushes around the area, and the same thing happened. So. It's interesting. I don't know if you remember, but in August, we stopped pruning it. Really? Yeah, and it didn't bear – the roses stopped. That's crazy. The whole month of August, there was mm-hmm. hardly any – but we got it going for the guild. Mm-hmm. But when it came to August, we stopped pruning it, mm-hmm. and the roses stopped. That's, yeah, that's interesting. So, Lou, you just said something about being top-heavy, that our, our um, appearance is greater than our character. You know, our – would you call it our um, – Affluence. Yeah, our affluence. Sometimes our our um, shine and shining in the light, you know, and mm-hmm. being in front of people, what they see on the outside. A lot of pastors go through this. A lot of people in leadership sure. go we through this. Sure, we get addicted to public approval. Yeah, and become and then we're enslaved by the fear of man. Mm, wow. Hmm. Some of these, some people, some people in leadership though aren't really afraid. They're they love it. They love the the limelight. That's uh, true, but remember, our job is not to develop breadth. Our job is to develop breath, uh, depth. God will always take care of the breadth. Mm, wow. So we don't have to worry about our influence or our reputations. We need to worry about our character and our walk with God, our root system. You know, that's such an important um, truth because a lot of people are trying to striving after something rather than God bringing it to them. I've been really thankful um, most of my life. God has God has blessed me like like you. Um, we feel like we're never going to be able to give back to God anything that He's given to us. He's blessed us over and abundantly. Amen. All that we could ask or think. Um, but a lot of times, though, when people are trying to strive after something, they want to be in a position where they think they deserve the extra raise, rather than them striving after those things. If they would just do the do the hard stuff, do the work, be faithful in that which is least. Then they'll. Then God will give them things that are that are greater than what they've ever conceived of before. Well, the scary thing is, in the normal patterns of life, according to God's creation, everything comes in cycles. Abraham Lincoln said, "This too shall pass." Mm-hmm. That's good when it's a crisis. It's bad when it's prosperity. Mm-hmm. We want to hang on to that level. Paul and all of us shows these cycles in life. And we see even in nature the cycles that the leaves don't stay on year long. They mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. And so a crown doesn't endure for all generations. It's not meant to. So don't get hung up on your wealth. Don't get hung up on your momentary success because it will fade. Mm. And But here's what we teach all of our companies. The most profitable times in companies is when there's a pruning going on. Because a lot of times as a company grows, it becomes affluent. They begin to spend mm. their time and energy in terrestrial things. And they gain a lot of extra people that they mm-hmm. can't get rid of. When they have a cutback, they're allowed to get rid of all of those extra people that they have no means to fire otherwise. Mm. And they get down to back to what they were really about. Mm-hmm. Pruning just reminds us of what's essential and important in life. Mm. That's good. It really reminds me of John uh, is it John 4? John 15. 15. Yeah. If you abide in him. The, the key word is abide. Um, and I think that word carries the idea of being at home with. Yes. Resting with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, God does the fruit bearing. Yeah. But we need to water and plant, but not take on his job of giving increase. Well, it's not our job to change a life. It's our job to plant. Even the smallest seed, even the mustard seed can change a life because mm-hmm. the increase comes from God, not from us. So a word to somebody at the, at the customer counter, a word of encouragement or reminding them that God loves them is a powerful life-changing word. Hmm. Doing the next thing. Doing the next thing. Doing what we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not by... Not by my 
strength nor by my might, but by but by God's spirit, says the Lord. Uh, very important lesson. Zerubbabel learned that lesson in the book of Haggai, um, where um, he didn't think that he could finish the work. Mm-hmm. This is important. I think this would be a good ending to this. In, in the book of Haggai, um, Zerubbabel, he's the new governor of, Ju- of uh, Jerusalem. They're coming from um, Babylon, and there's, I don't know how many, several thousand people are coming back, and they've got this huge work to do. Um, and, you know, Ezra and Nehemiah talk about this work. They've got to rebuild the walls. They've got to rebuild, you know, the, the temple. And it's not anything like it used to be. And they can't get the people to work. And uh, Zerubbabel is depressed about the whole thing. And uh, God um, says to him through the prophet, hey, listen, Zerubbabel. It's not, um, he, he comes to him and says, it's not by your strength nor by your might, but by my spirit. And he goes, here's what I want you to do. Go and finish the work. Just like you've been saying. Do the next thing. Fulfill your duty. And as Zerubbabel goes and does it, he says to Zerubbabel, when you get the last stone in place, the very last capstone in place, you're going to shout when you put that last stone in place, and you're going to shout this to it, grace, grace. Isn't that something? Oh, that's cool. It's all because of God's grace. Yeah. And then he says this. He says, this mountain that's been just overshadowing you and keeping you down like you didn't think you could even get to this place. You saw this this huge mountain in front of you. God is going to make that mountain and he's going to level it. And you're going to shout at the very, at the very top of this thing, grace, grace. Mm. Because now you realize after you've, you've done your part, then God does his miraculous part in our lives. And no matter what, how broken we are, God loves to restore the most broken. Amen. And when he does that, we'll all be shouting grace, grace. Isn't that really how we end our lives? Well, the fun part about that is that grace is the number five. We have five digits on all of our fingers and toes because it's all of man. There are five pillars going to the Holy of Holies, all of God. Hmm. So when we put our all in, God shows up full force to do the work. Hmm. Amen. This is a great. He gives the increase. Thank you for helping me with this part two of design, discovery, and destiny. You bet. Woohoo! You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, Visit fastenedlikenails.net and fill out the form. That's fastenedlikenails.net. What if you could learn from the creative minds and talents behind Lamplighter Theater? I've never seen anything like it. This summer, Lamplighter presents the Lamplighter Guild. A week of mentoring and apprenticeship in the dramatic arts. Learn script writing, music composition, sound design, directing, and voice acting from world-class professionals. Registration for the Lamplighter Guild is limited, so sign up today at lamplighter.net. Lamplighter.net.